I'm thinking something like. Hey everybody! Welcome back to the podcast. We have a we have a singer on today, so that was me. There you go. Yeah. yeah. No, we had Brie Fletcher. Mm-hmm. That she is so lovely. Love her. I met her very briefly at a show. We didn't even really get to talk, but like mm-hmm. for a second, and she talked about um, while when we were talking, she talked about this organization or program that she started about bullying, and I was like, yeah. I want to talk to you more. <laughs> yeah, relate. I, she's just a a, a great performer. <laughs> A wonderful person, mm-hmm. and I'm glad that you two got to meet. Yes. I love the conversation you two had. I mean, there was a lot that was said off uh, camera, mm-hmm. too, that was so good, which people listening are like, well, how does that help me? <laughs> <laughs> we got a lot of good stuff on there, too. Yeah. yeah. The openness to share about personal experience, um, and I think some of the just some of the questions that naturally came in my mind for her to be vulnerable to engage with that. and. And sit with it and, and share more around it. Um, couldn't ask for more. Right. I'm always so impressed by the people we have, including Brie, mm-hmm. of I just learned so much. Yeah. I like I was listening to her story and being like, wow, you're just the way you took what the things that happened to you. Mm-hmm. And made such a cool freaking story from it. Yeah. I'm j- I just feel like a little kid. I'm just like, wow. I really. <laughs> I could tell when you were talking. You were like, mm. yeah. <laughs> I'm it. just. I'm so grateful for this podcast and like meeting people like I this. Mm-hmm. I. It, you. Le- I feel like I learned something every time we talk to somebody. Uh, a new way to see things, or even just it feels refreshing to. Even though I know I'm in this chair as a therapist, but it's just a very different feel to, to talk about these kind of things. Um, so that responsibility of being the therapist is gone. So I to get to just interact with someone's story and just hear it from a different perspective. Um, and it's really, I like learning and, and hearing from in that way. Yeah. People, and especially when they're vulnerable the way she was. Um, yes. So, yeah. And I really liked this was, this is at the end, your conversation, the way that you like, I don't know. You cared for her and you're, you're good at, at (laughs) seeing people and like caring for people. So I really enjoyed like just listening Mm -hmm. to you two talk. Thanks. Yeah. I enjoyed it. And you will too. Mm -hmm. Enjoy. Enjoy. (laughs) (laughs) Hi, Brie. Hi. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it because I feel like we only met very briefly. It was like a one-time thing and I was obsessed with you. So it was perfect. Aww. That's sweet. I feel feel like you just, I mean, I, and let me know if you guys feel the same. You just know, especially when you're older, if you, when you meet someone, if you're like, I'm ever going to talk to them ever again. Yeah. Yes. A hundred percent. You're like, we vibe or I feel like growing up, you know, it's just like, I'll just keep everybody and kind of weed it out later. Mm -hmm. You know, it's a hard thing in your twenties to figure out which one's got to go. Yeah. <laughs> they cling. They yeah. Cling. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, well, first off, let me ask this. How are you? I'm good. You're good. I'm really good. I'm so excited to be here. I love talking about, I don't know if like mental health is the center of what you guys talk about, but just like health in general and talking about things. I love it. So I'm excited. Oh, good. So uh, uh, the thing that really was like, Oh, I'd love to ha- have you here is, 
the debully my school mm-hmm. that you started yeah can you talk about that yeah like where that started you gave me a little bit when we met but I'm yeah like, oh. i'm trying to remember what i said but i'll i'll like start from the beginning um so i was like bullied from third grade all the way up until i graduated high school and i graduated early because i was mm-hmm. like i gotta get out of here so i graduated a year early and i was like having conversations with my dad and he was like are you gonna go to college like what are you gonna do and i was like no, I'm never going back to school. Um, and so he's like, okay, like if you want to do the music thing, like pick a purpose behind it. And so I was like, well, I was bullied a lot. I don't want anybody to have to go through that. I had written a lot of songs about it. And so he was like, I, he grew up as a pastor and a motivational speaker. So he was like, with my skills of like helping you form like a speech or like a motivational speech, speech about like uh, anti-bullying and then your skill of like singing about it and writing about it. Why don't we just combine the two and like tour schools doing that? Yeah. And so we did that when I was 17. Wow. Started doing that all over Texas and did it for like five or six years um, up until COVID. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's beautiful. Thank you. I, I loved it. I think it was really healing for me to, to like talk about it because I hadn't talked about it really like with people, but I was like forced to like talk about it almost every day. And like what I had went through and then also addressing the bully. That's like something we did. We mm-hmm. like to make us different. We were like, let's call out the bully. Like, let's tell them the definition and reason why they do what they do. Mm-hmm. Like, it's usually an insecurity. It's usually, you know, something <laughs> at home. It's usually, I mean, in rare forms, it's jealousy. I know all our moms tell us that. Uh, like, yeah. It's because they're not Sophia and you're like, like, it's mm-hmm. not. <laughs> let's <laughs> be honest. <laughs> so just all the like, like logic behind it. And then I would ask this question at every assembly and I would say if you've ever caught yourself making fun of somebody to be funny have you have you Mm -hmm. ever thought that that lets the other person know that you're actually really insecure like Mm -hmm. if your whole thing is not to appear weak you're appearing really weak Mm -hmm. wow I had a a client that was a school teacher for younger kids and they would talk about that and I she she took some of the things we talked about into her classroom and she came back and told me she kind of did that explained that like when we act this way or do these things it's actually because we're feeling insecure and she said they started calling each other out they were just like you're insecure they do, it. <laughs> they do. and it's crazy and it's such an empowering thing though mm-hmm. right wow yeah oh okay like if you're getting bullied you're able to like be like you're being insecure yeah it kind of flips the script and you're yeah. like so you're the one who's feeling low about yourself yeah not me but you're wanting to make me you're feel projecting low. it onto yeah. me right yeah <sighs> did you see examples of like bullies coming up and being like i'm insecure yeah i i had i've seen it all it's been crazy to kids reactions we did middle school elementary school and high school my favorite was middle school because they seem to listen the most but they are also like so brutally honest like Mm -hmm. elementary you're you're too hyper to concentrate (laughs) high school you're too cool to talk (laughs) so (laughs) the middle schoolers would respond and they would come up to me afterwards and we always had like a meet and greet and they could ask me questions uh they could get like signed photos they could just get a hug if they needed a hug um and a lot of them came up to me (laughs) and i was usually like a lot of the guys they'd be like man you're right and you're right Mm -hmm. that's really what they would say which I feel like is a lot for them and I'd also have the opposite of like people coming up to me and showing me their cuts and their scars and being like I was going through the same thing and um I was doing self-harm but I'm not going to do it anymore and thank you and Mm. giving me hope which is crazy that that's even like a thing that I helped with that but it it 
I saw all of it. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And I bet at that age, it's kind of like they've learned how to deal with things in a certain way. And mm-hmm. then you present this like new way of like understanding themselves that lets them change a little bit, you yeah. know, of like, oh, I can do something different. I don't have to do that. Yeah. Just giving them ideas. And I like the whole idea when we started, it was teens talking to teens and I was 17 at the time. Um, oh, cool. And so I wanted them to like kind of view me as their peer, like yeah. as one of them. Um, I also looked like one of them. I looked like 13 at the time. So <laughs> <laughs> that helped, but I just wanted to like say like, hey, I've been there. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not like this teacher. I know like a lot of the times it's, you don't want to tell your teacher because I don't understand. And that's been yeah. so long. And so I wanted them to see me as one of them and be like, oh, she she made it through the other side. So I, I can. That's amazing. It mm-hmm. seems like such a quick, I mean, like when your dad was like, okay, you can't just have music. And then you were like, oh, you both were like, let's go tour. Mm-hmm. So that is amazing. But that mm-hmm. seems like such a quick turnaround from like, getting bullied you don't want to go to college let's go on tour Mm -hmm. yeah it seems like it'd be a lot yeah do you think that you were working through it every time you told the story that you kind of made connections or worked more out the more you kind of told it i think i discovered a lot more about what i had gone through because I, i mean trauma is trauma and you always like shove it down and so like every time i would talk about it i would remember more yeah and it would be weird, um, but it it was a really quick turnaround. And my like most severe years were in middle school, so it mm. was like. And then I went back to my middle school. What? And wow. did the oh assembly, gosh. and and my experience was I was not only bullied by uh, students, but unfortunately teachers. And and mm. it, it, I I love teachers, and I think that year was just like just one of those things where everything kind of felt into like the worst possible situation. Um, Mm -hmm. But I did my assembly in front of those teachers and it was like, and I, I totally cried the whole time. (laughs) Like my dad, my poor dad, he was like, cause he was there for a lot of them. He was like standing in in the stands, just like, like his head down, like Mm. trying not to look at me, but I I continued and I eventually like got through it. But when I first started, I was like having such anxiety, like looking at their faces and looking at, you're like facing your bullies. Yeah. And looking at the place, like in the gymnasium where a lot of that had happened. And Mm -hmm. I was like, Oh, this is, this is real. Did it feel like a healing? It felt good afterwards. Yeah. Especially to be back in the place where you experienced it with these people and getting to have such a voice Mm -hmm. to like that you probably didn't before. Yeah. And to, healing trauma is having it getting a different experience than what happened before yeah did it i don't know that i felt i felt that's a very unique opportunity that we don't get a lot and so i think that's one that's really incredibly brave thank you that you went and did that (laughs) it was yeah it was rough but i i think after i got done i was like okay wow i not only made it through but i like i feel a lot better now and i feel like i kind of took that that location back in a sense because in my head that location Mm. was always like I can't talk about it. I can't think about it. Mm-hmm. I can't go there. Um, and it was nice because after that, I went back to that school a few times and mm-hmm. it was fine. But it, it, the D bully, my yeah. school. Bro- wow. Yeah. So we went, like, we did all of that district multiple, multiple times. They always wanted us to come back, which was like really cool to like that they wow. liked it. And we're like, oh, I'm You're like, yeah, you, you yeah. need it over here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think any of the teachers? That I mean, because do you think they it record like it registered with them? Like I don't know. Like I I hope is, so. Yeah, I hope so. I, I'm not sure. I feel like 
there was only really like two or three of them and I think they, they might have been set in their ways, but I, I truly do hope that they like mm-hmm. saw me in a new light and were like, oh, yeah, that's cool. I just like how some kids would come and recognize and, yeah. and say, I'm just curious if adults have that capacity. They told me great <laughs> job. So I'm going I'm to take that as a win. Mm, yeah. I've, yeah. That's, yeah. It's so I'm just so impressed because I've like <laughs> I've had bullies from growing up reach out to me and apologize. Mm. And I'm always like. It's cool. But inside, I'm like, it's not freaking cool. It's not cool. It's not cool. But I, like, how do you, like, being in that moment when you're like, this is to you, or were you like, I hope you feel this? Or had you done some kind of processing healing to where you were like, this is more for me? Like, how were you feeling? Mm-hmm. I think in that moment, it unfortunately, it's probably a lot of, like, revenge thinking in yeah. the sense yeah. of, like, a lot of the times <clears throat> they were like, you can't you can't be a singer. Cause I was the weirdo like running around at like from age three up until like ever now being like, I'm going to be a singer. I'm going to be on stage. I'm going to go on tour. I'm going to do this. And, um, a lot of people were really negative about that and were like, okay, okay. And I think like there was a part of me that was like, watch me do it. Like mm-hmm. watch me prove you wrong. So that, yeah, I feel like was a little revengeful in the sense, but then it kind of turned to like, I don't need it. I don't need you to say anything. Yeah. Like I've already proven to myself that mm-hmm. I can do it times 10 and I'm going to continue like reaching my goals and, and doing things. And I've never had a bully reach out and apologize. Really? Mm-mm. I've had people be like, oh, I saw you on CMT. That was really cool. <laughs> the bullies. Mm-hmm. Mm. Isn't that wild that they're yeah. just like, what's up, bud? I'm like, You're oh. like, you almost ruined my life. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, you. <laughs> yeah. God, man. That's, that's really impressive when you, so just the thought of like kids bullying, that's a thing that I feel like a lot of people can be like, yeah, I've experienced that. Mm -hmm. But the teachers too, like when you were growing up, where did you go for safety? And like, how'd you make it through that? Um, I, my mom helped me a lot. She put me in like music lessons to like, give me Mm -hmm. some activity to do. Cause I had to drop out of cheerleading. I like couldn't do any like sports because I had like asthma and was like always at the very end of the like mile run, you know, just people. And so I was like, that's not for me. Um, so I didn't really have like extracurriculars at the time. And I had been like singing and writing acapella. And my mom was like, I think you need an instrument (laughs) like to accompany yourself. And so that helped a lot. I would do that. Like I'd come home from school like crying always. Mm. And then would go to my room, slam the door, grab my guitar and just do that until like midnight. And my mom would be like, yeah, you did that every day for years. Wow. Every day. Yeah. Just getting it all out. (laughs) Wow. But since like you can remember, you've always wanted to be a musician. Always. Okay. Yeah. And you feel like that was like part of, I mean, who can explain bullies really? Yeah. But did you grow up in a town where it was more like small town? Like we're all having babies and settling down. Yeah. And you wanted I, something more. I did. But I also don't understand it completely because at the time it was like, you're like 10. So who really, who really knows what the career path is of, of adults at that point? I don't know. I feel like sometimes, and, and I tell this to a lot of like people that I've talked to, like sometimes when you, project a certain type of energy of like maybe I was a little too confident or maybe like I was a little too sure Mm -hmm. of myself and people who weren't kind of felt that even if they couldn't explain it Mm -hmm. that's the only like thing I can think of because it wasn't just that that they made it was everything 
like every aspect of everything that I did. Like even when I would like work with the special needs people, they would attack that or they would make fun of that. And so I just think it was like, I would just had a target. I don't know, but wow. I kind of understand why now. Like I would like needed to talk about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. So do you have any like lingering feelings of like animosity towards that? Like those people, that time in your life? I don't, I don't think so. I think it makes me more sad than it used to make me more angry because I, a lot of the times as a child, I was always thinking of what everybody thought of me constantly. Wow. Mm-hmm. And if I could go back in time, that would be the only thing that I would change. It's like, just be yourself. Yeah. Just don't worry. Who mm-hmm. cares? <laughs> like, don't stress about it. Like, who cares if like your hair is a certain way or you talk a certain way or whatever. Like, I wish that that was like really the only thing that I look back and I'm like, Oh, that makes me kind of sad. You feel like you have that, uh, you're able to tap into that now. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm still a people pleaser, but (laughs) (laughs) it's come a long way. Because we've we've talked yeah, about I that. Yeah, I was to say, I'm, I'm sure this is resonating with you a lot because you've mentioned this before. Yeah. Like kind of that over focus on what people are thinking. Mm-hmm. People Without even thinking. realizing that that's what yeah. I'm doing. Yeah. yeah. I think entertainers mm-hmm. feel that. Like you always want to make sure mm-hmm. that like your job is to put on a show or to like be entertaining. And mm-hmm. so you're like always constantly thinking of like, oh, am I doing enough? Like, do they, I, like, do they like it? Do they like me? Is it okay? So for, I'll ask both of you entertain and are on stage how do you how did how do you work through that how do you try to be authentically you without because that's a constant you're constantly putting yourself in in a place to have people have thoughts and opinions and judgments because you're putting yourself in front of people Mm. so how do you if you both have these backgrounds and traumas around you know being overly concerned and that being a big part of like how you're summing up yourself, how now if that, I'm sure that's still a thing, but how have you moved through that and how does that, how do you kind of combat that? You go first. (laughs) (laughs) It's Um, a big question, but I I think everybody experienced it. (laughs) Well, that's, I, I, when I was an early therapist, I worked with like young people and I remember working with kids that have been bullied and it's so hard because you can't, there's no solution to it besides working on the internal self and how they can move through something like that. But it's hard, but so as an adult, and this is just a daily part of what you have to contend with all the time. So I'm sure everybody experiences this. So, yeah, I'm just now with stand up, like going Mm -hmm. through that of like, with my therapist, like recently, uh, like I prep my, I, uh, like pump myself up talks Mm -hmm. before show. Right. And adding to my show pre-talk now is no matter if this crowd likes this or not, I'm worthy. No matter how set, how this set goes, if they, if no one laughs, I'm still good at my, what I do still good at my craft. I'm still worthy. Mm -hmm. So it's just, I'm, it's new to me mm-hmm. to um, be worthy, even if someone doesn't like me. That's something I'm working on. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is that answering your question? Yeah. Does that, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, it's a part of it. It's, it's uh, sounds like you, you developed a skill to kind of talk back to that voice that gets overly like fearful. People aren't going to like you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, yeah, I'm, I'm going to let you answer. And then I have a question. Okay. Yeah. I have a little bit more of a messed up answer. 
<laughs> I love, I love it. Yes, like bring it. <laughs> I well, I just remind myself that like everybody messes up. Like, and I think that like singers, we always put. I mean, I'm sure with any entertainer, we put this pressure to be completely perfect. And it used to be where I'd hit one wrong note or like forget a lyric or play the wrong chord, and I'd hate myself for days. I'd like you. I can't believe you freaking did that. You're so mm-hmm. stupid. Like, and now I've done it enough to where I've played with other people or I've seen other shows and I'm like even the best of the best mess up and that's mm-hmm. what makes them good is because that's what makes them human mm-hmm. and it makes it more relatable like if you just went up there and you're perfect people would be like okay we get it like you can do riffs you can do this all day long mm-hmm. um so that's what I always tell myself but I also think that another thing I say is like I was given a gift for a reason so mm-hmm. like there's no need to like question it just use it the best that you can and do the best that you can do. Mm-hmm. I like that. I like that too. <laughs> Thanks. I yeah. Like your answer too. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I, yeah, I, oh, that's so nice. That's very much like just living in the moment feel mm-hmm. to me. I love that. Like I've been given a gift, so I'm just going to like ride the wave of it and mm-hmm. enjoy it. That's so nice. I, <laughs> <laughs> I question. Okay. So you, are a successful singer i mean like you have a big following how do you deal with people making comments on video do you get negative comments on videos i do they're so random though they're like like i had this one video that um i forget who premiered it but it was for my song called pessimist and I love to style myself. Like I'll pick out all my clothes, do all my hair, do all my, all my makeup for music video shoots. I was really proud of this outfit. <laughs> and so many people commented on it and they were like, I can't believe that her stylist put her in biker shorts. Does she not know that's not flattering? Or does she not know that like, and I was mortified. I was like, dang, I really thought I got a good outfit. Like it was very uh-huh. in at the moment. But I also get like comments all the time. Like you suck or you can't sing or like, the song doesn't make sense and I think because of what I've gone through it just kind of rolls off of me Mm. if they were to question my character I'd probably get a little bit more annoyed but like for music I tell people this all the time and I don't know if I came up with this or if I stole this from somebody but I feel like I came up with it I think (laughs) music is like Brussels sprouts and some (laughs) people love it and some people don't it's subjective it doesn't mean it's good or bad Mm -hmm. you're allowed to not like things Everything is subjective. You don't have to say it, but yeah. you don't have to say it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, I kind of come back in my mind when I hear that kind of stuff, because I'll see, it's hard for me to be online and to read the news or the comments and stuff like that, because it is, it's just all this negative energy going. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, I feel so sorry for that's where people choose to spend their energy. Mm-hmm. That's the life that they're living is that that's their output. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm not really going to worry about that. It's just more of like, man, I hope you wish you well. Yeah. <laughs> like, I hope you heal. And I hope you heal. I love yeah. that. And it's just, it just removes, it has nothing to do. Like, it, I can, I can only imagine you guys, you know, the comments and things like that. But yeah, it's just so, when you were talking about the kids, I was thinking in my head, I was like, adults do this too, all mm-hmm. the time to each other. Oh, yeah. Um, thank God I didn't have to grow up when there was social media. <laughs> like, yeah, you're very lucky. <laughs> yeah, there was no internet when I was young. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, I couldn't imagine if there was everything we did was documented. And 
because I was bullied, but I couldn't imagine if online was the source for bullying. When I, like, it's probably a different like type of it. I mean, mm-hmm. when I talk to my mom about it, her experiences are completely, I could never yeah. understand it. It was very physical. It was very mm-hmm. like in your face. Mine, mm-hmm. I was like on the verge of social media. I was like, oh. aim. People would be like, I'm going to kill you. Well, mm-hmm. that's what people behind. People. <laughs> 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 yeah, I think it would be so different if it was if it had to be in person mm-hmm. <laughs> you know versus behind a keyboard yeah you know, we didn't have to take responsibility or you had a fake name and right a profile and but that's how i just feel like people are they want to be heard and it's a way for them to try to get it out and yeah. it just comes out sideways yeah mm-hmm. there's so and that's what i've been trying to do too with like i've just you know been like okay they're just some human sad somewhere mm-hmm. you know i don't but i don't know I feel, I feel also, and you can speak to this too, maybe I feel like there's sometimes I feel like bullying is like a trophy, like, oh, I was bullied. So I'm funny. Like Mm. if, if I like, sometimes I see like the opposite of bullying is boring. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, can you say more about that? (laughs) (laughs) She's like, can you give me some backstory? (laughs) Well, I get like. I guess the bullet, like, yeah, badge of honor. Like I went through that. Yeah. But say more about the, I'm boring if I didn't. Um, I guess because the people who bullied me were boring. <laughs> okay. I guess that's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> oh, I mean, boring in my perspective, you know, like yeah. you all were the same air apostle and just like mm-hmm. married the same guy that all, they all look the same and you're just... I feel like I still have hurt. <laughs> so, <laughs> I think it's normal. <laughs> just a little. I'm like, you're just living in a small town. <laughs> you're getting very specific yeah. with the outfits. Do you, yeah. want, do you want to shout out their name? Yeah. Um, <laughs> do we have time? <laughs> I mean, they're all some form of the same name. <laughs> That's actually really true. <laughs> really, give us one name. I just want to know. No. no, not a first and last name, but like a Brittany. They were all, you said they all have kind of the same oh. names, like a Karen or, you know. <laughs> I don't know. Don't do it. Okay. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. No, I didn't mean like, okay, I wasn't trying to get you to call out no, a no, specific I person. I can't, I can't think about it. I don't know. Um, you got it. I don't know. I don't know. I think, I think I was just excited to talk to you about this because I just like really impressed how you it just still bothers me and especially now it's like um as like my social rises i feel like i just latch on it's like when you look in the audience and i don't know if this is the same for singers but you see that one person who isn't vibing how you think they should mm-hmm. and you latch onto that mm-hmm. one person and you try real hard and you stare them right in the face yeah. and you're like i'm gonna make you laugh. like raise your eyebrows <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like me yeah I'm just impressed. Yeah. How you handled it. Just such an intense thing. I mean, it's, I don't have it all together. I still like very much feel it. I think because I had to talk about it so much, it, um, it helped, but I talked about like 1% of what, what went on because I think if I like actually explained the details, like I didn't want to give people ideas. It was that bad. Damn. Mm -hmm. So I talked a little bit more surface level to the kids of like, Mm -hmm eating alone in the bathroom or, you know, that type of thing. I didn't tell them all about like the death threats or like Mm -hmm. running away from people who were trying to like 
beat me up or like all the like really crazy things that people would be like, Oh, it's a good idea. You know, those people, right. like I didn't want to give ideas yeah. um, wow. because I know how kids are. Mm-hmm. And I know that like that, that mentality. And, but I definitely like, I, I still feel it a lot. I have a really hard time and I'm actually like, I've come a long way, but I had a t- hard time making friends because I always thought it was a joke. Well, yeah, because growing up, that's what they would do. They'd be like, oh my God, we're best friends. Or, oh my gosh, we're dating. And then like, psych, I can't believe you thought that. Like, you suck. You're stupid. Mm-hmm. And so I, for the longest time when somebody was like, do you want to be friends? I'd be like, what's your angle? Like, are you yeah, going to like- Yeah, you start to question anybody being nice to you. Yeah. yeah. So that, I still deal with that sometimes. Mm. I'm sorry. Thank you. I have a question mm-hmm. that for both of you, but I feel like you might be able to really speak to this like, what's the difference? Like, whenever I said, you know, they just feel, I feel sorry for them. It's their stuff versus the impact. Maybe that's the case, but you still are heavily affected by it. Where's the line in doing something and letting it go? Does that make sense? Like, to the people? Like, to, to do something is in, like, stand up and this oh. needs to stop. This is too much. Mm-hmm. This isn't right versus I need to let it go. And is a, a kid being bullied in a position to do something and stand up versus they need to be able to, you know, yeah. there's so many different sides mm-hmm. of it. And I would say even for adults, too, of like, when do we expend the energy to stand up? Like, right. you know, you, you're that's you have a whole organization that does this, yeah. but like versus I need to let it go and like let that be that person and not, mm-hmm. you know, and just deal with it for myself internally. Because there's a big, I think we need to have, a, like, anyone that's gone through that needs to figure out a way to have their voice, like, singing for you, you know, being a comedian for you. Like, not everybody's on stage doing that. So how do, how do they find their voice to stand up? Yeah. You like, know? how do you tell when to say something and when to, like, let it go? Yeah. I just, yeah, I think it's different for everybody in the healing process, but it's kind of, there's a lot of wrong being done, you know? There's it's, a lot. It's like, yeah. I think there's a, a passive version of it, and then there's mm-hmm. the more active version of mm-hmm. doing something about it. Yeah. And not that one's right or wrong. I was just curious on your thoughts on if somebody's listening and it's happening to them, like, what would be helpful for them to hear around how I, to move through something like that? I think that my personality type, which is so backwards, well, I mean, it's it's beneficial too. Like, I probably would never stand up for myself but like the second i would see like witness it happening i would stand up for anybody i would be like that's wrong you need to stop that or like Mm -hmm. what like i would call people out for Mm -hmm. doing it to other people yeah now that i'm older and a little bit and understand a little bit more i'm able to like do it for myself sometimes but i yeah i feel like i'm a very much of a emotionally protective person like Mm -hmm. i i can sense when somebody's upset i can sense when somebody's about to have a breakdown i can sense when they're about to like cross that threshold threshold of it being funny and then like this is actually going to send me into like a a minute and i'm going to need a minute um and so i i just always am aware of of my surroundings and and people Mm -hmm. and like if if somebody's about i'm like are you okay you need Mm -hmm. to take a minute like let's talk about it for a second but I think standing up for yourself is always a good thing. Mm-hmm. And I like letting it go. I would just be like, if it's been like three or four times, I mean, clearly they're, they've got issues. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of like, kind of like when we were talking about 
relationships with a narcissist or like a toxic person, Mm -hmm. I feel like the boundaries are always shifting according to you, Mm -hmm. you know, like with the people on the comments, you know, like sometimes I'll report them or sometimes I'll respond in a funny way Mm -hmm. that'll just boost my posts. Mm -hmm. Like I'll literally just be like bleep, blorp, blop. And they'll be like, what do you mean? And I'm like, blop, bleep, blop. (laughs) (laughs) And they just keep like, I feel like it's a day to day thing you know like a a minute by minute like what can i handle do i want to just get off the internet if it's an internet thing do i want to like i don't know with school growing up did you just not go sometimes yeah i i I didn't go a lot my mom my mom had a friend who was a doctor let's go (laughs) let's go the way you started that you're just like "Mm -hmm." so i had a lot of doctor's notes um which were just mental health days. Honestly, it's all, it's all health. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I didn't go a lot of the time. And then I ended up, I, my mom pulled me from school for ninth grade. I got homeschooled. She was annoyed with me because I didn't shut up. <laughs> and she was like, okay, you clearly need social interaction of some sort. So then I went back to school. So, I mean, I've tried it all. Yeah. I will say though, like, and I know this is probably like said a lot to people, but if you're listening and you're getting bullied, I, and I really being on the other side of the see this like if you can just make it if you can just keep going with something that makes you happy like mm-hmm. singing acting dancing being a nurse whatever it is if you can just keep going with you it's gonna be brighter on the other side yeah you yeah. know like mm-hmm. i just i feel for those kids who don't make it through mm-hmm. school because i'm like mm-hmm. i drive by my high school sometimes and i'm like wow i thought that was the whole world mm-hmm. yeah there was nothing, even when I left high school and I went home, I was still thinking about, I'm getting like chills right now, still thinking about that as being my whole world. Mm-hmm. And now I drive by a completely different version of myself that's like, thank God I didn't let that, you know. Mm-hmm. Aff- defeat like, you. Yeah, defeat yeah. me. Exactly. So if you're listening, you're getting bullied, like just keep going. I know it's hard, yeah. but you matter. <laughs> I love that. I think yeah. you do think that high school is like the end all be all when you're in it. Like, yeah, I, that's pretty, I think human yeah. experience to, to be like that. Yeah. I remember people telling me like it, it's just temporary and I wish I would have believed them because yeah. I didn't at the time. I was like, no, this is so bad. It's going to be like this forever, but it really isn't. And mm-hmm. I think that, like you said, if you can just, find your outlet, like find something that you enjoy doing that brings you some type of happiness. And mm-hmm. I mean, go to therapy if you can, honestly, mm-hmm. I wish I would have started younger. Um, and just like, you're going to be okay. Just like, no, it's not you. You're not the problem. Yeah, exactly. So you are, you're in therapy now. Um, I've been in therapy for a while. You noticed. Is it my phrasing? <laughs> How long have you been in therapy? Um, I think my first session, I was like 12. Wow. Yeah. I had, okay. a, lot, I had a lot of issues. As I love a that. I mean, I love that that was there for mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. An option you had. Yeah. I had a lot of anger and it was just yeah coming out in bad ways because that was the only way to process mm-hmm. it for me. Yeah. And so my parents were like, you gotta go and talk about your feelings. <laughs> Thank God for them. Yeah. Yeah. Did you stay with the same therapist for a while? No, I think he was just a child um, therapist. And then. Okay. He was just a child. He was peer support. (laughs) Charlie Brown was my therapist. I've gone through a lot of therapists. (laughs) 
I'm like the the <laughs> the student who like wants. I'm like a teacher's pet. I'm like, can you give me more homework? <laughs> like, can you challenge me? Can you tell me? I already know what I'm doing wrong. Can you tell me more about like? I'm really annoying. I know. Don't. No, I feel I relate to that. I feel like anytime I go to a new therapist, I'm like, I want you to give me things to do. Mm-hmm. I don't want to just talk. I want you to be like, here's what you need to do to like help that. Yeah. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. And I also will be like, how are you? Like, do you want to talk about you? Because <laughs> your, your energy seems sad. Like, are you okay? <laughs> like, and then I just, I don't know what's wrong with me. <laughs> And then I forget that like I don't know them like that and I'm like oh god I didn't even say anything about my life it's been an hour wait do they talk about it some people have wow some therapists have answered that question yeah like how are you like and then like well like during COVID I feel like everybody was kind of going crazy and like yeah. all sessions were like at home on Zoom and like I could tell when people were like breathe <laughs> that's so nice I'm not with her anymore but <laughs> okay <laughs> I hope she found another therapist I know <sighs> I'm only uh, really expensive so. <laughs> oh my gosh who do you like how long have you been with the one you're with now um like a year and a half okay yeah okay I, I took a gap year <laughs> after <Okay>. COVID okay <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny I needed a minute. Yeah, because yeah. you became yeah. a therapist. Yeah, yeah. there's a lot in this brain that I was trying to process. And then we'd like switch it up with couples therapy and do that. And then you got to find like a separate therapist because you can't have your couples therapist be your regular therapist. Mm-hmm. It's a whole thing. Yeah, a lot of people don't do that. <laughs> so I'm like, why favorite. not? You want to like know me well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How I'm, long have you been in couples therapy? Since before we were engaged, off and oh, on. Wow. If we really only go for like major issues. It's not like a constant thing because it's expensive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've looked it up before. It's like, uh, yeah, it's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot. And they want long sessions with you too. I bet they do. Yeah. Yeah. They want to pick our brains. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you, uh, have you like your therapy, like I, do you talk about trauma at all in your or is it more like, I mean, yes, shortly, but I feel like this is probably me. And I tell every therapist this, I say, look, I have a way of talking where I just like bypass the hard stuff and I make it sound like it wasn't that bad or like I laugh about it or I make a joke about it or something and people never dig deep enough. Mm-hmm. So I almost have to like, which is hard to like get yourself to go there without somebody like prompting you. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's been very rare that I've like found a therapist that's like really hit the, hit the button. Interesting. Yeah. They don't see behind the, like, like briefly, I think, I don't know if it's the performer in me that like uh, wants to always be on mm -hmm. or like, and I'm trying to be better about like being vulnerable, but I'm all, I've always been the friend who's the listener. I've always been the, Mm -hmm. the, the like fixer of like when some, like I'll, I'll fix your problems. Fine. Like, let me know. Like, Mm -hmm. so I, I, I have to work on that. That's interesting. Well, I hear that, and it's good you ha- you're aware of like how you're showing up. Mm-hmm. But it's the therapist's job. So anybody listening, it's the therapist's <laughs> job to see through that, yeah, and to call you out on it, and to bring into the room what what's being circled. I want that. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's important. Yeah, yeah. I feel yeah. That's interesting that you've been and no shade to your therapist now, but like yeah, with her for so long. Like I feel like I don't know. Do you feel yourself being like getting bored? 
Yeah. And then that's probably why I don't go as often as I used to go. Cause I'm like, mm-hmm. everything's fine. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Literally. Is it though? <laughs> Is anything ever fine? <laughs> that's so real. Are there people who are just walking here like, it's good. <laughs> like, Permanently? Does that exist? Yeah. Boring people. (laughs) Boring people with no trauma. (laughs) I don't know if that exists. (laughs) I relate to that thing you were talking. I recently went into my therapist and was like, I'm sorry I come in here sad. (laughs) Aw. What? Why? She was like, I think that's what you're supposed to come in here with your problems. I'm like, I don't want you to have to deal with them. I just want to have a good time. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Do you feel like you have to make your therapist laugh? No. Okay. No. If they laughed too much, I'd be like, all right, what's going on here? I think I do. You do? Yeah. You laugh a lot? Yeah. Mm. Did Did they they laugh laugh? with you? Sometimes. Do you laugh when you're saying difficult things? Yeah. I think it's like always the ending phrase where like, oh, but you know. (laughs) 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 That's life. (laughs) Yeah. 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 But that was your life. You had to live. Yeah. And that, I mean, laughing, we tend to laugh when we don't really, we can't really identify how we're feeling about something or mm-hmm. we are trying to just brush over it. Right. Right. Yeah. And I mean, I've, I've said before to be, I'm like, do you, you're laughing at your pain. Yeah. Like what's underneath that? You know? I, I think it comes back from like, if you don't laugh at yourself, they're going to laugh at you type of thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like anybody who's been bullied kind of resonates with that. Of like, but You're oppressing yourself just as much as your bullies when you do that. Yeah. When you just laugh it, laugh it off. Like it's, it is, it's a big deal. Mm-hmm. Like your feelings are a big deal. <laughs> yeah. I think it, it, it's probably me doing that. Like, oh, I'm going to stop myself from going like mm-hmm. too emotional. Mm-hmm. What's the scary part about going there? I, I think... Honestly, every time I've like had a deep conversation with somebody, mm-hmm. I've never gotten to finish the conversation. Wow. Oh. It's always like either been interrupted or like I somehow get on like them of like, oh, but tell me like, you know, mm-hmm. and they're like, I've been there and I'm like, oh, tell me more. So I, I've mm-hmm. never really finished the thought. And wow. I think that's a lot of it of like, I usually end up just the listener. So I'm like really good at it. Mm. What do you think? Oh, that's so fascinating. It's like a coping skill for you is to listen and focus on other people. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I'm like, tell me about your problems so I don't feel crazy. <laughs> what would happen if you just had all the space in the world to feel what you needed to feel and say what you needed to say? I'd probably cry for like seven days straight. Mm. But I love crying, so I don't mind that. Mm-hmm. I think that I would just need somebody to like bring it out with me. And I cry to my husband all the time. Like he's, he has let me finish the, the story. We've mm-hmm. also been together 10 years. So yeah. he has heard a lot of it. Um, but I think that is like really the only besides like some therapists in the past, like that's really the only like safe person that I've like actually finished the, yeah. and my parents, of course, they, yeah. they've, they've heard it all. My sisters heard it all. Like, and they, and I, I feel like I talk to them about it mostly because they know the history and I don't have to like start from the beginning and like tell all the, mm-hmm. all the things that happened. Mm-hmm. What's the thing that you feel like maybe is still the message if there's a message you're still carrying or an emotion or something from this experience that still didn't get completed didn't get let out that's a good question oh i don't know (laughs) i think it goes back to that thought of like it just like i no longer have like anger for it i just i'm sad thinking about like the person i wrote a song about it the the girl that i used to be Mm. 
because like, and I, there's this one line in the song. It's like, I wish I could just pick her up, put her on my shoulders and let her see past Yeah, like what we were in. Uh And I think a lot of the times I'm just like sad for that, that little girl who like thought looking straight ahead was like the only thing Mm -hmm. and didn't like, couldn't see around it. So yeah. Hmm. Do you feel like you like lost some of that time? Is there like a feeling of like. Yeah, I mean, I feel like I've, I've always been very independent and very, like, grown up, I guess you could say, if I am a grown up. Um, but, yeah, I feel like I, I, I missed a lot of, like, like I said, like, feeling free, like, to mm-hmm. completely, like, just be a silly kid. And I think that's probably why I'm a control freak mm-hmm. is because I've always had to, like, reel it in, control, like, observe, like, do all the crazy things. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I definitely wish that I would have been able to just be like more silly and be like super weird and like be okay with it yeah yeah can i say some therapy things oh my god for yes. a minute. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god yes somebody's finally calling me out do it <laughs> no it's not calling you out but i'm just calling attention mm-hmm. to you talk about a lot of out here your focus is you've you had to be when all that was going on you had to be hyper vigilant around your surroundings and what's everybody's motives and what are they doing just to try to survive. Mm-hmm. And you've learned how to do like shift that into a place that is productive and helpful and positive by showing up for other people, asking, focusing and listen, being a good listener. Mm-hmm. Um, as you talked, I pictured this little you and has she learned to turn to you or is she still Ooh. sitting out like facing out here for everything? I have never thought of that. Yeah. That's where the real like deep work can happen is yeah. when you teach her to come to you instead. That's a really sweet visual. Mm. Aw, I want to do that. Look at me. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Because that, that's the, the little us that experience those things. That's mm-hmm. what gets triggered when we have these experiences. When you're on stage or you read a comment, mm-hmm. that little you that experienced that, that's what's getting triggered. And you got to teach her you have you adult you Mm -hmm. that can handle her emotions and her feelings and can hold space for it. And it can be just this quick little internal dialogue of like noticing what that trigger feels like and how you can immediately meet her in that. And that's where some trauma work stuff can, can really help. I love that. I've never thought of a relationship with her. Yeah. Instead Mm -hmm. of like, she's not someone just buried in your past. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, I've never thought of that. (laughs) No therapist has ever told me that. That's really love nice. That. Mm-hmm. Melanie has a great practice, by the way. Listen. I see somebody in her practice. <laughs> it's wonderful. Trauma Therapy of Nashville, shout out. Thank you. <clears throat> it's oh, really nice. Specifically for trauma. Mm-hmm. Love it. Yeah. 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 And I was going to, like, people have talked about, uh, like, specifically, I'm thinking of a family member, but they're like, why would I, like, you're saying therapists don't go into the deep stuff. Mm-hmm. And some people are like, why would I? go into the deep stuff if I'm like thriving in so many ways. Mm -hmm. And I feel like what you were just describing, Melanie, is such a great reason why Mm -hmm. of like you being like, oh, I love that image. And it's drawing you closer to yourself Mm -hmm. is a perfect reason of why you go into the hard stuff. Mm -hmm. Even if like everything seems pretty great. Like your career's good, your love life, you know. It's a both and. You can have great things and be happy and thriving, but you can still have like hurt unhealed parts of you that get triggered with certain things that we you learn enough skills to kind of shove it down and keep it at bay but if it's you know it's something you have to carry around and deal with 
And yeah. I think you're missing out on a cool relationship with yourself. <laughs> yeah, I never thought about that. I want that. Yeah. <laughs> I really want that. Your little child self, they're very fun. Mm. And they once they you can connect with them and let them come forward and and feel and speak like they let go of stuff really quickly. <laughs> they, they're hard and they're like, okay, can we go play? Mm. Let's play. And so that was another therapy kind of question I want to ask that. is like, what what do you do to try to play? Like, and have like fun. legit? Um, yeah. Because you were saying you're like, I'm so OCD and I'm so like, had to be Control. this. Yeah, controlled. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't view myself as a very fun person. I think mm-hmm. like a lot of the times people are always like, oh, Brianna doesn't want to do that or she doesn't want to do that or <laughs> she won't want to do that. Like, my husband always asked me to go roller skating and I hate it. <laughs> And I've done it once and I feel like that was fun enough. <laughs> and he, every weekend he's like, can we go roller skate? I'm like, there's like children there. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't want to be the creepy adults just like circling these kids. <laughs> like, <laughs> I think I'm just like a very much of a realist and I have a hard time like being fun, but I love like game nights. I think that's like my, mm-hmm. my like, like I'm going to be free. I'm going to play games and I'm going to use my weird sense of humor, like cards against humanity or like, mm-hmm. um, all the, that stuff. I feel like that's probably the, the time that I let myself play, I guess. Mm. Well, you get to define what fun is. <laughs> that's <Okay>. right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I can be fun, <laughs> but sit with that little you and ask her, what do you want to do for fun? Cause she may not have gotten mm. to have too much fun Yeah, when she was little. That's true. I actually she was just, Always being bullied. She was yes. like, be, be serious. Well, I, I released this song called Astronaut a, a year or two ago. I can't remember. Um, and it was about like growing up and like, what do you want to be when you grow up? Astronaut, rock star. Mm-hmm. Um, and <laughs> half of the music video is home video footage. And it was like from like baby to like 10. Yeah. And it was really healing for me to see that. And I cried a lot. And my mom was like, why are you crying watching these? And I was like, I forgot that there was a time period that I was happy as a kid. Yeah. Like, I had forgotten that, but like this, mm-hmm. this little kid is having a great time mm-hmm. laughing, smiling. And it, it was like, nice to see that. I was like, Oh, I forgot that. Like that, that I used to have a lot of fun. Yeah. So I'm fun. I'm going to go back to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's important. Mm-hmm. I love breaking parts. Of, like when I start feeling something and asking myself, which part of me, like teenage part, mm-hmm. how old of is the person that's feeling this right now. Mm-hmm. Oh. And it just gets like, I'm able to like talk to that part of myself. And sometimes they're like, I don't want to talk. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> teenage you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's always that teenage angst part <laughs> that mm-hmm. we connect with. <laughs> yes. yes. Yeah. Uh, question in your music, like you, you said that you've written a lot of songs that are um, kind of about what you went through. Mm-hmm. How was it like presenting that, to the public were you like you guys have to react to it like this or was it just like here it is there you go i think i released the song at the beginning of like covid and it was called believe in me and it was um the first song i had released i kind of like changed my name and rebranded myself and took like three years uh break from releasing music and so this is the first song that i came back with and i wrote it all by myself and i was kind of worried i was like are people gonna think like i'm just like strange for like putting out the song. It's like, I don't need anybody to believe in me. I I believe in me. Um, but I felt that it was important and I ended up like letting it go and it was received really well. Um, and I think that's ever since then I'm like, listen, like if you like it, that's cool. If not, that's fine. But like, 
it helped me writing it yeah and and, re- and recording it and listening to it so it's it's job is done like mm-hmm. that's that's all i needed i need to get it out and it, it and it came out that's amazing how does it feel now to be doing like your dream to be living the dream it's so weird i think i have <laughs> imposter syndrome sometimes uh, i mean even when you were describing me as successful i was like am i i don't know <laughs> you what are does that mean um but i like i said i just love doing it and it's been a long journey i've been doing music since i was 14 i released my first song at 14 wow and so um it's been like a long journey and every time i release a new song or i play a new show i feel like i grow and i learn more and i'm excited to just see where this goes i don't know where it's gonna go i'm i'm tired of like putting a an end thing on it so just Mm -hmm. whatever happens happens and as long as i can sing i think i'm okay yeah I love that. I see all success coming to you. Thank just you. with that statement mm-hmm. of you're like, let's see where it goes. I'm just like, it's going to go good places. I just feel that. Thank you. I yeah. feel like you're about to be on like a stadium tour, like in no time. Thank you. I feel that too. I feel it in the air. <sighs> like I'm being serious. Y'all. I, <sighs> and I'll come to your for y'all. <laughs> let's go. Like actually. Uh, you know, I used to be a cheerleader. <laughs> You're like, don't make me. <laughs> I can do it. <laughs> um, I have two yeah. more questions. And if you have anything, um, uh, you were talking about how sometimes you still struggle with like friendships and like, what's your angle? Mm-hmm. What is your like support system Ooh, look question. like now? I know I've heard you ask it before. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good one. <laughs> I, I have a lot of friends now and that it feels so weird saying that because I've, I've, I've mm. never said that and I didn't make friends until I came to Nashville. What? I just want that little you to hear that. Uh, that you, you have a it. lot of friends. I know. It's really cool. Yeah. I literally, I, I think it was last January. It was like on my resolution list of like, I had like acquaintances, but I was like, I want to have like good. Yeah like friendships mm-hmm. and I like this year I looked at Zach and I was like can you believe how many friends I have like I don't want to sound con- like I don't mean it in any like conceited way but like no. can you believe how far I've come because he's seen me like yeah. through it all like I had one friend mm-hmm. in in my wedding like and mm-hmm. so it was just it was crazy um but I I have a lot of friends who are artists who get like the ins and outs mm-hmm. and the this weird struggle of like yeah do I keep going and am I doing enough and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I think having friends in the industry and then also having friends like outside of the industry I have a really great childhood friend and um, I'm like constantly meeting new people and, and it's, it's fun and it's exciting and it's terrifying. And I like <laughs> mm-hmm. hope that they think I'm cool. Um, but right now I have a really, really good group of friends who I know like at the end of the day would always be there for me, which is, which is really cool. Yeah. That's so amazing. Yes. That's mm-hmm. awesome. I will say someone came to a show recently of mine <laughs> and knew you and we, and they were just gushing about you. Oh and we were God. both like, I know we hadn't spent a lot of time together, but we were both just like, I love her. Oh and God, like, who was it? Um, some really pretty cool girl. Oh, that's <laughs> yeah. cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, really yeah. cool. And wow. she was with other pretty cool girls. Oh, yeah. Wow. But you're like good friends with her. Okay. I, I'll have to figure it out. I thought you were going to say like the, the show that we went to. I thought you were going to talk about my friend. That's what I thought you were going to The music that. comedy one? Yeah. What about? Oh, she did come to that show. Oh, she came to the other one. She I thought came... you were going to talk about how loud she was. That's what I That's, maybe it was her. <laughs> but she's so pretty and cool. She's so fun. I love her. I think if we're talking about the same person, she was in the audience. Yeah. 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 Well, when you're not in the room, people say good things about you. Oh, thank you. That's yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. That's awesome. Thank yeah. you. Thank you for telling me that. Of course. <laughs> I think you're wonderful. I think you're amazing. <laughs> <laughs> um, and the, the uh, last thing that I'll ask is like, we like to ask people what you do for yourself that just like brings you joy and peace and mm-hmm. vibes. Vibes. Um, I have like three things that are a necessity, and this is going to sound really high maintenance. No, I love it. I want to hear. I love this. Yeah, I need at least two massages a month. All and right. Mm-hmm. I love to zone out and turn my brain off because yes. there. That's the only time it stops working. Like even when I sleep, still goes, still does its thing. But when I, <laughs> <laughs> still right there. Won't shut up. Um, but when I get a massage, I can like I'm sure it's like meditating in, in some type of form. But I don't mm-hmm. think about a thing, mm. and I get the the two hour ones, and I yes. feel great mm. and rejuvenated. And then I also love working out. Like I I feel like that's a necessity for me because I've got a lot of emotions as a very emotional creative person and I got to get them out some way and like also like make myself a little happier boost that that serotonin and um also just like I need me time too like I I need to recharge I need yeah. recharge time it's mm-hmm. like if I'm if I've been around somebody for like 12 hours I need a good six hours after that too <laughs> yeah come down balance it out mm-hmm. yeah I love that. Mm-hmm. I especially love the two massages a month. Yes. That inspires me. You need I it. I want that. I need I'm going to start doing a hot that. stone deep tissue. Yes. Like, Dig in there. Put your me elbow up. Yes. Right? I Twist will. me into a pretzel and put your elbow in. Hurt me. Yeah. Bring back up. Like, let's get in here. I just went to a place that they finally did it so deep that I felt like I had just done mushrooms. Oh, I was yeah. so relaxed. You get kind of like drunk. I couldn't right? drive after my last one. I had to sit in the parking lot and I was like, Ooh, <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Where do you go? Um, I go to hand and stone, but I also really like massage Lux. They're, okay. They're, they're a little pricier, but they're a little better. <laughs> Worth it. Okay, cool. Um, thank you for sharing that. And I want, you just came out with a song with, that you sang with your mom and your grandma, right? Yes. yes. Yeah. Oh. It's so sweet. <laughs> and what's that about? It's called Mothers and Daughters. Um, it's about when I wrote it, I, I it, it started out as like my grandma used to say this thing. And then my mom said it like, you're the apple of my eye every time. Like we would say goodbye or goodnight. Um, and so I was like, I really want to make a song about that. And then it turned into this like timeline of a song. Like the first verse is like what I would assume my mom went through. Like just like picturing her, like finding out that she was pregnant and being a mom and dealing with me. And like, it talks about like, you know, the sixth grade girls were so mean, but you were always there for me. And then the verse two is like her perspective of like what she went through and what she saw. And then the bridge is my grandma's perspective, which, oh, I love her so much. She's so cute. And um, yeah, we recorded it and did like a little music video. And it's like one of those memories that I'll I'll treasure forever. Like I don't even care how well the song does. Like, it's just Mm -hmm. one of those things that I think is like forever like just awesome like who can say they did a song with their mom, I know, and mom? that sounds amazing such a treat and it's beautiful thank you the music video i mean just like you really you do your thing bro thank you everything you put out is just like quality thank you yeah yeah my yeah. mom killed it too she ugh, she's so good oh. <laughs> um so where can people find you anything you want to plug tell people about like um, you can find me on socials at Brie Fletcher. Um, Spotify, you can search Brie Fletcher. I'm always trying to push that thing because numbers. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much it. I, I I try to be annoying on Instagram and stay relevant. But other yes. than that, 
it's and that's B R I. Yes. F L E T C H E R. Yes. Okay. Good yes. job. Yes. 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 <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much. Yeah, thank you for being here. Thank you guys. This was awesome. You're so like wonderful. Refreshing. <laughs> yeah. thank Refreshing, you. powerful, <sighs> but calm. <laughs> like I feel like your energy is very calm. Yeah. Oh, thank you so much. You're a wonderful person. Mm-hmm. You guys are amazing. <laughs> this was so fun. This yeah. was so healing. Thank you. Oh, thanks so for glad sharing. You're here. Yeah. Thank you guys. Yeah. about fighting for what she wanted Funny enough that came right back to haunt me Thank you guys so much for listening to I'm Fine, It's Fine. I wanted to share again about Float Nashville. It has become one of my favorite places. It's, okay, I know this sounds crazy, but it's like being back in the womb. (laughs) But like in a chill, fun way. (laughs) It's just such a great experience to just shut your mind off and be with yourself. It feels good. After you get out, you're like, ugh. You just feel like a like a little happy slug. Um, and <laughs> look, the people who get it, get it. Um, and I have a code. If you use Amber 10, that's A-M-B-E-R, the number 10, uh, you get a discount. And so you should really go try it out. I promise you're going to love it. That's Float Nashville. Also really cool. Every guest of the podcast of I'm Fine, It's Fine gets a free float. So if you're like, wait, I'm an artist with trauma, come on the podcast. We'd love to have you. And then you get a flow. You know? Thanks for listening to I'm Fine, It's Fine podcast. I am trauma therapist Melanie Reese, and you can find me across all platforms at Trauma Therapy Nashville. My name is Amber Autry. I am a comedian here in Nashville and internationally touring. You can find me on all platforms at Amber Autry Comedy. And while you're at it, make sure you're liking, subscribing, sharing, rating, reviewing this podcast. I know that sounds like a lot, but it helps so much. And we're we're having a good time. We're healing. It feels good. Mm-hmm. So just like, just a little extra sauce, sharing it with a friend, rate and review it. It really helps and we appreciate it. Yeah. And if you have a topic or um, conversation that you want to hear us talk about or a story you'd like to share on your own, shoot us an email at I'm fine sometimes at gmail.com. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks.